0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the
1: Believe Podcast Network.
2: Oh, no, no, no. It is not Rick Uccino this week. It is SP3 in the one seat along with the True Heel Heat gang we are going to have a special AEW Dynamite true heel heat takeover we got to we got to move this picture out the way and let the people see us on a whole different channel a whole different day 7am thursday welcome to the believe in pro wrestling podcast i am sp3 and back in the saddle back joining us on the believe in pro wrestling podcast is my right hand man from the true hill heat youtube channel mr romeo anthony
0: cologne it's my second time here so i'm pretty much a regular now
2: pretty much twice that that makes you a regular and we got with us the true draw himself josh Morera. thank you for joining us as well sir
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me first time on. So looking forward to it.
2: Yes, you, you can enjoy us on the true Hill. Heat YouTube channel usually, but we're here filling in for Rick. He's flying aboard. He's already, you know, comfortable in Dallas, Texas, getting ready for the week. WrestleMania week is upon us, but you know, Real quick as we start things off on the show, Romeo, tell them what you do over at the True Heel Heat YouTube channel. I know you're you're a regular <laughs> at this point, but let them know what you do over there.
0: SP3 calls me the ace and the face of True Heel Heat. Because wow, what don't I do over there? Editing, hosting, watch-alongs, reviews, thumbnails. Oh my god, it's so much. And we have a lot of fun over there. Join us over there, True Heel Heat.
2: And Josh, let them know you're 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 one of the newer faces, the newer regulars on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel. But you're an OG; you've been with us since the ground floor. But tell them what you do over there.
1: Well, mostly the the alongs I do the raw, rated raw superstars. Actually, became full time this week for that. So, um, and then also Dynamite. Usually, most of the weeks when there's a good card, which is almost every week. So, yeah. Usually go on there on the watch logs for that. And we had
2: a hell of a card th- uh, last night on AEW Dynamite, CM Punk getting another victory and officially staking his claim for the AEW World Championship, the major debut, a big addition to AEW's women's division in the Owen Hart Cup qualifier that Romeo is very excited about. We got Jay Lethal and Willa Yuta impressing in matches against John Moxley and Brian Danielson. We're going to get into all of that, but first up as per usual, it's not Rick this time. It is me. We are finally here because the top teams in college basketball have been determined, guys. They've been determined, Romeo and Josh, and the final four is set. So if you're looking to wager on these games or the national championship, head on over to betonline.ag.com on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E, a V to get started bet online remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info along with player props and new contests throughout the year It's the best source for all your sporting wagering needs including live betting and everyone's favorite vegas casino and Poker games. It's super easy to get started. So join us today. Learn why everyone is saying bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on sports. So remember the promo code that is believe B L E A V. Bet online where the game starts. Boom. Hit that ad read right there. So
1: <laughs> let's get <laughs>
2: into the Lead story on this edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, and it's got to do with the the. It was made the new addition to AEW's women's division after a whole bunch of speculation. People saying it might be Athena, aka Ember Moon. People saying it might be Mia Yim. It was none other than Tony Storm tony storm made her aew debut last night on aew dynamite dynamite defeating the bunny to qualify for the owen hart memorial cup tournament coming up in may so what did you guys think did you were you excited this was this a surprise worthy of the hype and what do you think about tony storm in aew josh
1: yeah it was definitely worth it uh I was surprised myself. I actually thought it was gonna be Athena. But uh Tony Storm was a nice surprise just because it's more so with what she wants to do right now, you know, the way she left WWE being burned out. I wasn't really sure if she was gonna sign with another company right away. So on that aspect, I'm a little surprised that she signed with another major company this soon. But yeah, I I thought it was it was definitely worth it. It was a nice surprise.
2: Yeah, she went from throwing pies in your girl, Charlotte Flair's face, over in WWE. She is one of the rarer, you know, this is kind of the first time, I think, in AEW's history that a female who just left WWE because we've seen in the past Adam Cole choose to leave WWE and go to AEW, we've seen Brian Danielson leave WWE to come to AEW. We saw John Moxley in the early days of AEW choose to leave WWE in a big money contract to go to AEW and now finally the first female who made the choice to leave wwe and come to all elite wrestling and tony storm what was your reaction to her debut and what do you think about her choice to come to all elite wrestling romeo
0: i marked out i marked out i'm very happy to see tony storm and AEW. um it's amazing what a couple of pies in the face will do to you uh, charlotte flair the opportunity as we call her gave her the opportunity to pack her bags and go to aw she was she is in my opinion the number one free agent female wrestler out there i know a lot of people wanted to see athena um it sounds like aw's not all that enthralled with the idea of athena right now just yet tony storm seemed to be their top priority and that's okay because tony storm is a star and when she came out with that pop she sounded like a star. She looked like a star. She's a star on OnlyFans, I've heard. And Tony Storm in this tournament, let her win it. I don't know who else is going to be in this, but that's my pick right now. Uh, that was my pick to debut tonight, and she delivered. Tony Storm winning the May Young Classic and then also winning the Owen Hart Cup. I mean, that's a, a nice resume. I'm down for it.
2: I mean you, you already answered one of our five count questions, but I appreciate the enthusiasm for your girl showing that love there. But uh I mean, who would you like to see Tony Storm face in AEW? Romeo, who would be like at the top of your list for dream matches with her?
0: You go to the top of the food chain. And even though she's not champion right now, she was the top. She is Britt Baker. Britt Baker, Tony Storm injected in my veins. Uh if we can't get that, hey. Tony Storm be a nice little name to throw out there to dethrone Jade Cargill, if you want to keep building that up.
2: Yes, and, you know, Jade Cargill already has kind of passed aside the librarian Leva Bates. She's now going to be challenged by me or Marina Shafir for the TBS championship. That was also on AEW Dynamite. A lot of things going on in the women's division, but who would you like to see Tony Storm face in all the elite wrestling, Josh?
1: Uh yeah, I would have said Britt Baker, but uh me personally, um I would I wouldn't mind seeing her face like Rio or, or Sheeta. That would be pretty nice. That would be those were pretty those I think would be really nice to see.
2: I'm going to throw out there the professor Serena Deeb. Serena Deeb, I've literally never seen her have a bad match in AEW, even if it's one of those squash matches that only takes a minute. It's usually always entertaining. And her and Tony Storm would be very interesting because I believe Tony Storm kind of debuted around the same time that Serena Deeb was brought in for the May Young Classic and then became a trainer at the Performance Center. So they might have been able to work with each other there, but never on the main stage like in AEW. And of course, if, 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 if I have an opportunity to shout out Thunder Rosa, I will. And Thunder Rosa, by the way, was redeemed last night on AEW because I <laughs> roasted, I roasted that whole segment <laughs> from last week because on every show I put, I could possibly do it. And then Tony Tan gave her the opportunity to speak, and she knocked that promo out the park, staking claim that she's gonna become the foundation of the AEW women's division. She's not. She's not a fake. She's not a pillar. She's going to be the face of the entire woman's wrestling, and she's going to be a foundation in AEW love that promo and her and tony storm is like number one dream match for me tony storm's 26 years old she's just so polished in the ring so good in the ring she was very hard hitting and she's very unique with her strikes compared to everyone else in aew but the only person that i feel can bring that physical intensity like tony storm is thunder rosa so that's my number one dream match for tony storm for thunder rosa and for the aew women's division right now i think that's. Their top matchup that they can go to.
0: Tony Storm's a star. We're going to see it in AEW.
2: And we won't stop talking about Tony Storm, but before we get into more Tony Storm talk, we got to also bring up the opening of the show, of the show, which was Max Caster going one-on-one with CM Punk. Max Caster with another hilarious uh, promo telling uh, CM Punk he's going to crap his pants like he's on Z-Packs. Great line right there. Deep cut for anyone who listened to CM Punk on the Cole Cabana podcast. But then... CM Punk gets the victory with with the Anaconda Vice. After the match, he officially stakes his claim to the AEW World Championship. He says it doesn't matter if it's Adam Cole. It doesn't matter if he's staring down the barrel of cowboy shit with Hangman Adam Page. He says before he leaves AEW, he will become the AEW World Champion. So, Romeo, I will ask you first. Does CM Punk become the AEW World Champion, and where do you see it happening if he does?
0: Damn, damn, that's a tough question. You know, uh, we were doing the watch along, and I pulled the chat. Who would you root for in a feud between CM Punk and Hangman Page? Being you know, that you know Hangman Page is a babyface and the, the top of the company right now, and it was overwhelmingly like. 60% 63% CM Punk I don't know if I would fall in line with that. I would root for Hangman Page in, in that spot but I could see CM Punk winning because it all, all roads lead to like all out again in, in the end of the summer in Chicago where CM Punk is and I know MJF is still going to be around and that's going to be that's going to be the money match there CM Punk MJF again so CM Punk, uh, yes, I could absolutely see him beating Hangman Page. Do I want to see it, though, personally? I don't know. I don't think I do. I, uh, I'm enjoying Hangman Page, but I could see it. I could see CM Punk winning. You said when?
2: Yes. When do you see him win? Uh
0: Probably probably double or nothing. Yeah.
2: There you go. So what about you, Josh? Do you see CM Punk winning the title? And if you do, where?
1: Uh yeah. Uh I would say the same thing. Probably double or nothing. But um I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing Paige have, you know, have a long reign. Um I I think uh I think he has momentum right now to stay champion for a while. So I guess it's just I guess it just depends on how they built that up. That that story for a punk to get the title. I guess it just depends on that, but if they're pushing it now, I do see it. I do see it happen at double or nothing.
2: Yeah, it seems like all roads are leading to Double or Nothing. This is already AEW's largest live gate that they've ever done, a million-dollar gate for Double or Nothing at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. They sold 13,000 seats. They need a big-time main event, in my opinion, and I think that the biggest main event they can offer is Hangman Adam Page versus CM Punk for the AEW World Championship. And, this is not out the ordinary for CM Punk, who is really AEW's biggest babyface, to verse another babyface. We've seen it at Full Gear and the lead up to Full Gear with him and Eddie Kingston, where Punk kind of looked down on Kingston saying that, you know, he had all the potential in the world, but he wasn't able to kind of like live up to everything. And now he's just a bum who's bitter at CM Punk for achieving so much. I can see Punk going back into that bag again and looking at Hangman Adam Page, being impressed with what he's done as AEW world champion, but not being impressed on how he rose to the top with a beer in his hand because (laughs) CM Punk is better than him because he did it without that.
0: (laughs) How do you think the crowd would be split in that setting, uh, double or nothing in Vegas? You think it'd be 50-50 or you think it'd be a little bit different than that?
2: I think it will be a dual chance. I mean, we saw a little bit of that on last night's Dynamite with like, you know, Jay Lethal versus John Moxley with the crowd being split and, you know, Willie Uta and Brian Danielson. I think that this is going to be like, this is going to be the the biggest babyface versus babyface matchup that AEW has ever done. And I can really see like the crowd being split each way. Do you think that they will favor one over the other? Over the other in Las Vegas. You were there live, you know, in another building at the MGM Grand back at Double or Nothing 2019. Josh, do you who do you see the crowd kind of leaning towards at Double or Nothing
1: if that's the matchup? Uh that's a tough one. I think uh oof, that's gonna be tough. I really I don't see the fans going against punk for some reason. <laughs> I think I think they'll be on his side even though you know Hangman has been super super likable but i really don't it's hard to say i really don't see that crowd going against cm punk especially if it's uh if it's a moment to see a title change
2: Yeah, the title changes always are going to get a big pop. People kind of always want to see that. And I think that Hangman has had a really good reign and it's gone on for now. What what are we on? Month number five? That's my
0: expectations
2: yeah month number he's going to be like a six month seven month reign by the time we get to double or nothing so he's had a really strong ring especially in the ring every time he's had a title defense he's delivered and we seem like we're on our way to another title defense either one-on-one between cole and page or it seems like yeah, we're gonna his... do some type of trios winner take all yeah.
1: matchup. yeah so like when it when it comes to page i mean his matches have been fantastic um as Him being champion, the only downside to his reign is that uh, he, he tends to, you know, well, the person that he's facing always gets the upper hand every time they're doing like a promo segment or anything. He he's a, he was getting beat up a lot for somebody who's a champion. I think that's the only downside of that for his not, reign,
0: not anything to his fault personally, you know. No, it's not,
1: yeah, yeah, not, not, yeah, it's yeah. definitely not him, it's just the way. The way things go, that's the, that's the only downside I would say, because like for example, like when Mox was 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 um was the champion, he you know he never he didn't get beat up as much as Paige has had <laughs> these um you know ever since his reign, but you know that's the only downside for me. I agree
2: there. So yeah, we will, sh- we shall see how Paige is going to do. He's going to have to have one more title defense like Punk Tease with Adam Cole, whether it be in that trios or one on one. So we'll see if that happens at Battle of the Belts or on an episode of Dynamite. But the road to double or nothing is very, very interesting. But we also are on the road. We got to get on the road to the five count no music this week we're just gonna get into it because i know romeo's excited to talk more about tony storm because he already answered this question so i'm gonna go to josh first because my the one count on this five count is do you believe B L E A V not not how i spelled it but tony do you believe (laughs) tony storm will win the owen hart memorial tournament josh
1: i believe so just because uh Usually, with new talents, usually that tends to happen, like if they get introduced like in uh you know like on, in those uh casino battle royals or usually that does tend to happen. um I think with the re- reaction tonight, I think she's the obvious favorite,
2: yeah, most definitely after that, she got a huge pop, a huge reaction for the win. she was very emotional from the reaction from that crowd on Dynamite last night, Romeo. Who do you see versing Tony Storm in the finals of the Owen Hart Memorial
0: tournament? Damn. It's hard to say <laughs> because um Tony Storm's the only one in it right now. <laughs> Show me a bracket. Show me a bracket. I know nope, I think I nope. saw a report somewhere that, that Tony Khan did want to, you know, reach out and get people not just from AEW, but people from elsewhere as well. I can't remember why I read that, but um Maybe maybe you do get Athena eventually and she's on the other side. you get that at the end. That'd be cool. You got your two debuts, uh you two two new girls signed and and they go all the way to the finals. I mean, that'd be a nice way to uh, jumpstart uh jump start their start in AEW.
2: I would would love to see that. I mean, I already called out Serena Deeb. She's been on a hell of a roll. Um, I feel like this tournament is going to be the setting for the next Serena Deeb versus Sheeta match. If it doesn't happen before the tournament starts, I think in this tournament is another opportunity to run that match back. That's always a banger when they're given time and given focus and their match in the tbs title tournament was one of the best or highest rated uh matches in for women's matches in 2021 on CageMatch.com. so i can i can see them doing running that back and then serena d making it to the finals and versing tony storm to give her the opportunity but me myself i'm in agreement with both of you i think that it seems kind of destined for tony storm to have that big push right out the gate and win the Owen Hart Memorial Tournament but where do you see her going if she does win the tournament do you think this parlays into something bigger because we've seen in the past someone like Ruby Soho coming to AEW the big reaction at all out win the casino battle royale get a get a good push and a good build up in a couple of weeks to uh the grand slam event in the main event against dr britt baker she even gets into the tbs title tournament makes it to the finals and loses to jay cargill but we really haven't seen her since january when she lost in the finals of the tbs title tournament so do you think tony storm will do better and use this as a parlay to bigger champ Championship goal, whether it be the TBS title or the AEW Women's Championship in 2022. Gotta specify that. In this year, do you see Tony Storm winning one of those titles in AEW? Romeo?
0: Hell yeah. Brother, Tony Storm can absolutely she can overtake Britt Baker. She could overtake Jade Cargo. She could easily be the face of a company, of a division. Easily. Just because WWE messed that up and they don't know what they're doing doesn't mean that uh, another company can't take advantage of Toni Storm and all her marketing potential. She has the looks. She can wrestle. Can she talk? I mean, maybe she could be passable. Uh, she's still, like, she doesn't get really get those opportunities to talk uh, yeah. in quite a long time, but we will see. I absolutely think she could take over and just be the face of the AEW Women's Division. Absolutely. This year. This year. Josh?
1: Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and I've always seen it with, with, with Tony Storm. Ever since, you know, when she showed up on NXT UK, um, I always saw that potential even way before that, following her career. So, you know, the way the way WWE used her, I mean, you know, I don't think that's any indication of how any other company should use her. Just because, you know, they dropped the ball on that. But yeah, she definitely could be somebody who's who's a face of a company, and I think this is the perfect opportunity. As for so who she could take out, she easily, t- you know, same thing. Like I feel like if there's a momentum with her, she could definitely take out Jake Cargill. I think that's that's probably the first one you could go with because I because I, I think if you put her too soon for the for the world title, I don't think she wins that. But I think like a Steppie Stone would be. The, the the TBS title,
0: and she's only twenty six years old. Yeah, a
1: <laughs> she's
0: baby. young.
2: She's young. <laughs> When you look at the other like top stars in AEW, you got you know, uh, Britt and Thunder Rosa and Jay Cargill, they're all in their 30s, they're in their prime. But J- Tony Storm is someone that you can kind of build up for like years to come for the next decade, honestly. If she decides she wants to do that and continue wrestling, she could be that person that they build the AEW women's division behind. So I'm gonna go out on the limb. Because I I really said, you know, when Thunder Rosa won the championship, the only person that seems in the running, in the limelight to kind of dethrone her is Jade Cargill because she has this undefeated streak. She's a TBS champion. You can see her kind of doing the Bill Goldberg, like Goldberg was US champion when he finally got the shot at the world title and he held up both titles as the undefeated world champion. I thought that was the destiny for Jade Cargill, but honestly... Tony Storm comes in and she's jumping the line. I think that Tony Storm now <laughs> could be groomed, especially if she wins the Owen Hart Memorial tournament. She could be groomed to be that person to dethrone Thunder Rosa and you can hold off and continue grooming Jay Cargo for her big moment. So the, <sighs> speaking of people, you know, coming in with big debuts with pump and circumstance, Jay Lethal was one of those people back at the time back at full gear i was there for his the official signing with aew but it's been kind of not the best follow-up he lost in his TNT championship matchup against Sammy Guevara he lost against Ricky Starks for the FTW championship last week he had another great matchup with Adam Cole and that was in another loss we saw on Rampage he cut a promo saying that something has to change after those last two losses and then he had another great match this week on on Dynamite with John Moxley the crowd was split between both men Jay Lethal was offic- is officially over because last week he had a split crowd against Adam Cole, who's ridiculously over, and this week he had a split crowd with former AEW World Champion John Moxley. Had a great matchup, came up short, Moxley hitting the paradigm shift to get the victory, but based on back-to-back weeks from Jay Lethal, has Jay Lethal earned a prominent role in All Elite Wrestling after these last couple
1: of weeks, Josh? <laughs> Absolutely, especially with his performances. Um, I don't think the, the the losses hurt him, and I think that's why that's a part of it too. Um, obviously, they're building something with him because of his promo from the last time. So um, yeah, I think he does. I think he's you know he's earned uh, a prominent role, and I, I and I hope it continues. You know, hope you know he might. I don't know. It might it might lead to another stable. I'm not too sure, but um, you know who knows.
2: He might he might have to pull out the Macho Man uh, gimmick. I don't know. You never know with him. Uh, but <laughs> Romeo, what about you? You you were a lot harder to impress. But did Jay Lethal impress you <laughs> against Sean Moxley last night?
0: Okay, so I'm gonna tackle this from two angles. All right. Uh, first, the first angle is that yes, he is impressive. Obviously, we know Jay Lethal has all the talent in the world. But the other side of this is he's losing. So, no, like, imagine like imagine if the roles were reversed here and John Moxley just lost that match that, that, that John Moxley was in lethal shoes and lethal was in Moxley shoes. I don't like lethal accepting the handshake. Eventually, he should have turned the handshake down. He should be pissed that he's losing all the time. He should be a heel right now. John Moxley would not have shaken that hand right now if that was him. If that was him in that position, John Moxley's turning away and getting out of the ring because he's mad at himself for losing and losing and losing, and that's what Jay Lethal's character I mean, be
1: right now. Well, to me. well, I mean, well, I mean, I get that, but I think, I think, I think that's what they're building up to.
0: I hope so. With him
1: losing, yeah, with him losing. So I think this is why this is a prominent role for him. At least he's being shown on TV because he wasn't for a while. He's been like on Dark. He's been on Elevation, but. I think this is this is the way that you built him up because he's been losing and you find a way to use him. And I think this is the perfect way to do it right now.
2: Yeah, he's been in the dark hole as a, a, that's a that's a variation of what Jimmy Macarone says over on A.E. <laughs> Ramble. But he's been in the dark hole for a, a couple of months now and now he's finally out. It was that promo on Rampage that really was like you raised my eyebrow like, oh, They're actually going to be doing something with Jay Lethal. And the fact that he's on Dynamite this week has a strong showing against Sean Moxley. We know for sure. Tony Khan listens to the fans and you know that he heard that reaction for Jay lethal. And I think that yes, he is going to have a prominent role. And I like the story being told because you know, he extended his hand to Moxley at the start and Moxley hit it away. And then at the end he did think about it. He didn't automatically just be like, I'm a good guy and shake Moxley's hand. He thought about it. He was mad at himself, but he said, you know what? I still have honor. And I think that to play into things, I think that this Friday, ROA Card of Honor, which is also owned by Tony Khan. We're going to see Jay Lethal. He's going to be on that show versus a man that he kind of tried to bring under his wing as a protege, Lee Moriarty. I think Lee Moriarty beats Jay Lethal and maybe... There, he turns down the handshake. I don't think you're going to see the full heel turn there, but I think that he's going to show honor at the start and shake Lee's hand, but Lee's going to beat him and maybe Lethal shows more of an edge and says, no, I'm not going to shake your hand. I lo- I'm losing too much in AEW. And then I come back to the place where I was a top guy. I was the, l- the longest reigning Ring of Honor television champion, 700 days combined as ROH world champion. And I'm losing to basically a rookie in my eyes. No, I can't shake your hand. I can't accept this loss. Yes.
0: If that happens at ROH, which is a much more fitting place, I will give you all the credit in the world. But um. Yeah, there's only so many spots in AEW. like you know you you want to take care of Dre lethal you also got to take care of keith lee and hey swerve strickland you just signed you better take care of him too
2: this is true there's a lot of new names and there's uh young names that are on the rise like i said lee Moriarty. uh he was mentioned by brian danielson before they came out with the blackpool combat club with himself william regal and john moxley and brian danielson was also in action on aew dynamite last night against wheeler yuda Willa yuda who had a strong showing in tag team action against moxley and danielson who was slapped by william regal and didn't back down he got in regal's face once again he stepped up and impressed on aew dynamite last night had in my in my eyes, it's arguable because there was a lot of great matches between Moxley and Lethal. The main event with Darby Allen and Andrade Elidio was awesome. And then this match, this match here though, was probably my favorite with Brian Danielson and Wheel of Utah. Wheel stepping up, showing fire, not backing down from Danielson. When Danielson was about to kick his head in, he spinning in his face. Made made Danielson just. Completely savage him at the end here, but Willie Uda got the crowd behind him. Those fans were cheering, cheering Uda, Uda, and he also got a kind of a a, a minor. He got the he's in the, he didn't get the full badge of honor. He's like a he's like a Boy Scout. He got like his first <laughs> merit. He got his first his first merit medal. So he got his first merit medal from the Blackpool Combat Club. But my question here for Willie Uda to follow up from his strong performance on AEW. Dynamite guys, does Wheeler Yuta win the ROH Pure Championship on Friday at ROH Super card of Honor from Josh Woods and earn himself into the Blackpool Combat Club? Romeo, you've been a I, 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 want to, I don't want to carefully say how you word this, carefully. Anti, you word this. Anti, I don't want to say anti Wheeler Yuta, but you haven't been as impressed as everybody else do you think he wins on friday and earns himself into the black bull combat club
0: oh to to elaborate on that i haven't been as high on him as everyone else because everyone else overrates him that's why i mean people put him on this pedestal he has to earn his way to that pedestal for me is all i'm saying and tonight i'll give him credit he brought it granted he's in the ring against one of the goats so Anybody, a broomstick, could have had a good match against uh, Brian Danielson tonight. But I'll give Willie Uta credit tonight. He brought it. The spit was a bit much for me. All that spit, Wipe it off your face, Brian, please. Uh, does he win the ROH Pure title? I'm going to say no, because as much as I've seen of Willie Uta, one thing I know for sure is that he loves to lose. So I can't bet, I can't bet on a horse that loses all the time. I'm gonna have to go with Woods in that match. And does he yeah, he's not gonna earn himself into the Blackpool Combat Club. I'm gonna firmly bet against that.
2: Jesus, he won't stop it. Not even on this channel. Um, uh, Josh, do you think Willie Uta wins on Friday?
1: Uh I don't think he wins on Friday, but I think he gets like another notch under his belt for that, like the way that you described it. Um I don't know. I, I think that would be a little too soon. I th- I guess to Adam. I think uh I like this little slow burn build up to that. Like if he joins them, so I think that would I think that would continue. I think that would be I think I think that would be the best way to do it for him to have a great outing for this for for this match because uh people who don't know about the pure title, you know, there's a lot of rules to the match, to the title match itself. So um yeah, if he has a good outing, I think you know same thing. Like I think it will still it will slowly build up to that.
2: So, what do you what do you think is going to kind of be the pushing point for Willie Uda to eventually make the Blackpool Combat Club? Because they're they're putting a lot of focus on this story, and I agree, it's probably better if they do kind of a slow burn over the next couple of weeks. But what do you see kind of in the future for Willie Uda to finally make that next I step think, up?
1: I think I think he would have to do something with with the best friends for him to get to pretty much get out of that situation. I think that would be something. I think I think that would be something that would be interesting. Just just, you know, just to prove that he wants to he wants to you know join them. I think Um, that's the only thing I can really think of right now.
2: And Romeo's just shaking his head because he doesn't see him making.
0: Hopefully nothing, because I don't want to see him in the Blackpool Combat Club. He's not on their levels. I don't want to see him. Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty have a much better case. They're they're better at, my, at this point in their careers, in my opinion.
1: Well, I mean, I agree with that. I, I do like Moriarty, and I always I was pushing for him to to join. Like I, I do prefer him more uh, because uh, Daniel Garcia. I mean, he's with Jericho now, so that's not happening.
2: He's a sports but, entertainer uh, now, guys. He doesn't want to be a pro a- wrestler.
1: Yeah, he was. He was even wearing the Samuel Jackson hat in, in the segment. So, but uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. <laughs> yes, there's got to be
0: some other guys out there for the the Blackpool Combat Club to look at, man. You don't have to settle for like, you know, this. There's uh, plenty of guys. Why don't you get a Swerve Strickland, something like that? So you know? Aim higher,
2: sir, sir, Strickland Aim higher. Is, sir Strickland. is just too good. He he needs to stand on his own. You're just being ridiculous now. You're just no, you, you're, no. You're, you're you're hating. You're hating so so bad, sir. Uh, uh, green is not a bad, is not a good color on you. You're jealous. You're jealous of Willa Yuta.
0: Let's just see something better from Willa Yuta than a match with Brian Anderson. Let's let's see him. You know what? Let's let's watch that ROH match very closely with Josh Woods. I'm going to watch that with keen eyes. On Friday night, it's gonna be good. Everything else, it's gonna be.
1: It's 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 gonna be. I think it's gonna be a good match, especially with how, like I said, like how those rules are implemented, those pure rules are implemented. I I think he's gonna do very well. I'll tell you what, maybe Josh Woods will uh catch the eye of the Blackpool Combat
0: Club, huh? He's the champion. How about that? How about you get the champion? (laughs) <laughs> You're
2: trying to throw anyone in this in this group besides Willie be Uda. Nice.
0: Give Josh Woods some credit. Let's let's see how it looks. Let's see how that match.
2: I appreciate the same energy, but Willie Woods is really
1: good. Yeah, let's see. He, he, he is really good. <laughs>
2: Woods is really good, but Willie yuta has been showing that top quality. And speaking of top, yeah. quality, you gotta admit though,
0: you gotta admit though, that'd be funny. <laughs> Josh Woods is the one that catches their eye. It's like, all right, forget you, Willie Uda. I was like, well, I take this guy.
2: This this would only be funny to you, but <laughs> come on, man. But like I said, Willie Yuta is showing that top quality over the last couple of weeks. And speaking of top quality, tons of people take multivitamins, Josh and Romeo. But it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods. Pro- probiotics, and anti-adaptations uh, to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. It's great. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it it's it's t- to make it so easy for you athletic greens is going to give you one free year one free year of supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That is B-L-E-A-V athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's believe B-L-E-A-V. That's athleticgreens.com slash believe. And just a disclaimer here. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to de- to treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens take ownership of your health. So let's get into our fourth count right here. I'll tell you what,
0: though. If Willie Uta gets on that, he might be unstoppable.
2: Hey. We got to We got we to gotta suggest that Just tag them on on the Twitter machine and say, get your athletic greens. Um, <laughs> we got to <laughs> get into the fourth count here, which has to do with. Maxwell Jacob Freeman he's a person that's been in the news all week getting in heated discussions with Tony Khan which we will get into to end off our five count but we got to talk about what happened last night on AEW Dynamite he was on commentary well first he did a backstage promo talking about the pinnacle is still in rare form next week Sean Spears is going to defeat Sean Dean he says and this week he was out there to be in the corner of FTR as they defeated the gun club, the ass boys. The nice ass boys chant by the crowd at AEW Dynamite last night. Gotta give them credit for that. But a lot of things were teased throughout this thing. In the middle of the matchup, Warlow, who the plastered freaking wanted signs all over the building saying Warlow wasn't <laughs> allowed in the building by Smart Mark Sterling. And Warlow did show up. He beat down all the security in the corridor and then into the the crowd but 20 or so security ushered him away the crowd was very much into warlow when he came out but also the crowd was very much into ftr they got a loud pop when they came out they came out in scott hall inspired gear which was magnifique great touch right there but after the match, they were upset because what they said in the promo exchange with MJF before the match is that they are friends with Maxwell, but they're also friends with Warlow and they don't want to get in the middle of this whole thing. MJF said that, well, when you guys weren't around, Warlow's been talking trash about you, trying to get, <laughs> get in their head. But after the match, after the whole situation with Warlow, FTR were pissed at MJF and the crowd responded with a huge pop to them showing aggression towards MJF but MJF was able to kind of calm them down he rose that he raised their hand and got massive boos for that but it seems like this FTR slow burn heel slow burn baby face turn is still going on so my question for you guys what will get the bigger pop when Wardlow finally gets his hands on MJF or is it when FTR delivers the big rig to MJF, Josh?
1: Um, I'm gonna still go with Warlow. The moment that Warlow gets his hands on, on MJF, just because that's been a bigger, bigger build up, a bigger deal. Um, I, I mean, both of them are gonna get big pops, but I, I, I'm still gonna lean with with Warlow.
0: Romeo, what about you? I'm going to go with FTR just because it's such a cool move and it comes out of nowhere. And <laughs> uh, it, It'll get a bigger pop than uh, Warlow getting his hand. By the way, you know, it's, it's great to see FTR finally get their the roses from the fans. They are the greatest tag team in the world. I know a lot of people want to say the Young Bucks. Young Bucks, they're the greatest tornado tag team in the world. The FTR is the greatest tag team in the world, so I'm really happy to see them getting cheered you know uh the fans finally coming to their senses something i've i've known for quite a while ftr is amazing let's acknowledge it finally
2: stop reading from that jimmy macarham script because jimmy (laughs) Jimmy macarham says the same thing that we
1: agree
0: we agree the
2: the young bucks are the greatest tornado tag team there's no such thing you're either yeah they're
1: still the yeah they're still number one they're still number one Uh, Non 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 tag tornado no you know and tornado like whatever it is they're still they're still number one.
0: By the way, FTR calling out, you know they, they're going to win the ROH tag titles and they're coming for the AEW tag titles. Very nice tonight.
2: But first, they want a rematch with the Young Bucks to prove who's the best tag team in the world to answer the question. I agree with Josh. I think it's going to be Wardlow because they've been building up to this. Wardlow still hasn't got his hands on him. Like, I, that's what I said about the baby face turn at Revolution. It was great because it kind of went against our expectations. We all thought the big warlow babyface turn is when he finally snaps on mjf and gives him the powerbomb or gives sean spears the powerbomb but instead he did it with facial expressions which he has been superb when it comes to facial expressions and just finding the ring putting the ring in the ring was enough for him to turn babyface his great promo the following week i mean it was a it was a stop in the road with the whole matchup with Scorpio Sky and him getting screwed by MJF. But I really feel the last couple of weeks are building more fan support for Wardlow. and I think the moment that he gets his hands on MJF and delivers the power bomb, and they say one more time, one more time, is gonna be a bigger pop than when FTR finally turns babyface and they give MJF the big rig to eject himself from the pinnacle but we also got to talk about MJF because he has been in the news a lot this week Josh and Romeo he got into a heated discussion with Tony Khan in regards to his interview with Ariel Hawani. and both men were left frustrated Tony Khan because MJF got the interview without the um the backing or the knowledge of the A.R. The AEW PR team, which is a big no-no when it comes to these major promotions, but on MJF's front, it is more to do with his contract. His contract that that expires in 2024. He is very frustrated with his position and his contract that he signed back in 2019. He signed a five-year deal, and there has been guys like CM Punk. Who's making six figures and came into AEW last year? There's guys like Brian Danielson who's getting a big, a big check. There's guys like Adam Cole who's getting a big check. You got Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks that re-upped recently. You got Chris Jericho who re up recently. And when you look at the AEW landscape, MJF belongs in the same conversation as a lot of those guys. So my question to you guys is should MJF be in the top five highest paid performers in all elite wrestling right now, not in 2024 when he's able to work out a new deal. Should he be in the top five right
0: now, Romeo? Absolutely. He is the best heel in the company. And one day if he wants to be, he could be a top babyface. MJF is worth every single penny that's coming his way. Tony Khan better be shaking in his boots about 2024. He better re-sign him right now, because WWE is gonna be all over that. And I'm sure MJF is not gonna mind. I'm sure, I'm sure part of him wants to be in WWE. It doesn't matter. Wherever the money's at, MJF deserves it because just on being a top heel alone, nobody, nobody is on his level right now. Nobody. He he brings it, man. And I used to be the biggest MJF hater. He was on my top three hate list. And he's won me. He's won me. He's that good. He's that good, folks. He deserves every penny. Top five right now in AEW? Absolutely.
2: Seems, seems like Romeo is convinced. What about you, Josh?
1: Um, I'm going to have to say no. Come on,
0: man.
1: I'm gonna have to say no, just because on a business aspect, I get it. Um, but like you, you, you name all those superstars. I mean, like you know, you alone, you name what you said. Omega, you said the Young Bucks, you said Cole. You telling me he's number five compared to that? I don't know. I can't. I can't. I can't really agree with that. Um, just, just you know, just so more because of that. But then also, you know, this is his current deal. You know, this is what he signed up for. So, just like any free agent in any sport, you know, this is what this is how you know you build up your stock, and then once you hit that free agency or once once you get to those the contract negotiations, this is how you bank you bank on that. And then he's bro, probably I'm sorry. To,
0: I'm sorry to interrupt you, bro. But this this reminds me of like NFL, MLB, NBA. When um when guys haven't haven't reached the end of their contract yet, they want the extension beforehand, and most of the time they deserve it. Like let's just talk about Aaron Judge for the Yankees right now. was looking for his uh his big contract extension right now?
1: But, quarterbacks,
0: Kyler Murray, Lamar. But,
1: but the biggest difference with with Aaron Judge is that Aaron Judge is in his final year of his of his of his deal. MJF has still has two years left, so it's
0: going to get even worse
1: next year. And and
2: not. no, but but that's how
1: but that's what you got to do. That's also, how you got to
2: deal with it. Also, MJF has made it clear he's not going to re-sign before his contract expires because he wants to play WWE against AEW to get so the then best why is he deal possible. about his contract?
0: Well, what did he's, he say
2: in that interview exactly? No, no. What well, he said in the interview is that, that he's not going to re-sign with them before his contract expires because he wants to hear both sides of the offer. But he's okay. frustrated. He's just frustrated with the fact that he feels that he deserves to be in that upper echelon of highest paid performers because he has been delivering. He's a ratings draw. He's the top heel in the company. He delivers in the ring. He delivers on the mic. He has all these things going for him. He feels like he should be in that highest paid position. He doesn't want a new deal. He kind of it sounds it sounds like his frustration comes from he feels like he should have a restructured deal that he wants still to expire in 2024, but he wants more money.
1: Which is why, oh, okay. which is yeah, which is why when I, when I heard the interview myself, I was like, yeah, there there was a lot that they were not going to be happy about. um, And that was one of the, that was one of the things just because, you know, like when it comes to the business side of things, you kind of don't want to bring it out there. So that's why I found it weird myself. And then also because he has two years left of his deal. And I was like, why? I was like, ugh. I was like, why is he talking about this now? did it sound in uh,
0: character or did it sound personal
2: well to be fair everything mjf does sounds (laughs) like it's in character so i mean yeah
1: yeah, it it sounded like it was in character but at the same time you should know certain things like what to do what not to do and his first mistake was doing this interview without without them even knowing so he already screwed up on on that part um and I and I believe this was the same interview where he praised like WWE like oh yeah I love what they're doing I love this guy I love that guy
2: He said I even love like, NXT 2.0 Yeah <laughs>
1: what the hell? which Yeah which which you know it was all bullshit but at the same time it's like you know when it, when it, when it, when it comes to that I mean yeah like I I knew there was there, there were going to be things that they were not happy about And his his speaking about his contract, I I knew that was probably the main thing just because, like I said, he has two years left of of his deal. And it's like, you know, this is kind of guys don't do this when, you know, when their deals are coming up. They really don't do this. It's always usually like the dirt sheets or like, you know, social media that people bring that up. Because remember when Adam Cole, when there was a situation with Adam Cole's contract, oh, his contract is expiring soon. And then there was that report like, oh, no, he has two years left of his deal. And then all of that kind of got like pushed under the rug until they found out like, oh, no, wait, his deal is actually up sooner. So when it comes to that, I mean, there's no there's no control when it comes to that, when other people are talking about it. But then but when you're bringing it up yourself, it, you know. It becomes a problem, especially with your boss. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what, though. MJF would have fit right in there in 1996 with Kevin Ash and Scott Hall. Talking about contrast, getting more money, more money.
2: More money, more money, more <laughs> money. Yes. Uh, But, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, me, myself, I would say No. I would agree with Josh. I would say no, he doesn't. He should not be in the top five paid performers because you have – ACM Punk, who has delivered on okay. the, on on him coming in. You got Brian Danielson, who's one of the best in-ring workers in the world. You got Adam Cole, who just came in. And he's a, uh, yes, yes. you got Adam Cole, who just came I got in. You and on he's the a first, big too. name. Uh, you also got John Moxley, who's been right. there and been one of the, your top guys. You got Kenny Omega, who's an EVP and should also be getting paid that big money. And Chris Jericho, he's like the uh, Oh. He's like he's in that Mount Rushmore for AEW. If it wasn't for Jericho being the guy, the top star when this company started, Who was the I first don't know where he it'd be. CM Punk. Okay.
0: Um, did you just name all baby faces? No, Adam. No, Cole. Adam Jericho. Cole, Adam, Adam Jericho's Cole, not Jericho not a baby Okay. All right. Um, I don't I don't put Adam Cole above MJF. What? Yeah. I will. He's, he's
2: more, he's more, he has more name recognition than MJF. That's, that's the only reason I wouldn't say that. And, and I wouldn't say that Adam Cole has been better than MJF in the last year. I think MJF has been the better performer, but Adam and, Cole is the bigger name.
1: And also I will put Adam Cole above just because of his situation, the way that he left WWE. Vince McMahon wanted to re sign him. So it wasn't like it was a situation, oh, we're going to let you go. WWE <laughs> wanted to keep him. And he just didn't like what he was hearing. He just didn't like some of the stuff that they oh, wanted him to <laughs> So being so, a manager, I mean, saving his head. Yeah, exactly. But I'm saying, like, that's part of the reason, too. Like, you know, this was, this was the guy that, you know, his. You know his his old his old job wanted him back. It wasn't like they let him go. They wanted they wanted him back. All these guys they wanted back. They wanted Danielson back. <laughs> they wanted <Yeah>. Moxley back.
2: <laughs> but I think they they the Adam Cole is a little bit different because yeah, Danielson they kind of thought he was done.
1: They thought Danielson yeah. was
2: just gonna be done. Like Adam yeah. Cole, they were actively trying to re-sign them, doing the meetings backstage at SmackDown, and he chose to leave them to go
1: to AEW. That's yeah, meeting with Vince. Yeah. And that was with Vince too. So
0: <laughs> let me tell you something. If you're doing an AEW draft, are you picking all those names ahead of MJF? All of them?
2: No, no. I, that's, that's what I said is if we're just basing it on the quality of their performance, yeah, MJF deserves to be in the top five, but we're not. We're talking about name value, fine. star power. We're we're talking about quality perfectly those things fine combined. dropping
0: Chris Jericho right now. <laughs> perfectly
2: fine yeah we're we not talking top five we're not talking about a draft we're talking about highest paid <laughs> and that has to do with name value and star power so yeah, that's,
1: yeah that's yeah pretty much, that's yeah that's what i'm basing it off of because i mean coming I mean, if we're basing it off quality of work i mean of course mjf is better than, than chris jericho that's there's I'm no question like, about
0: that if i have to upset some of those names in the top five you just mentioned like cole or jericho if i have to upset cole or jericho and tell them, hey, MJF is going to get paid more than you, so be it. I don't care.
2: And I don't know This about is that. why you don't. Omega, own Punk, a and
0: Brian, I don't want to upset them. I want to touch those three.
1: You sounds, say? Sounds, 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 sounds very Romeo McMahon right now. <laughs> exactly. No, 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 no. <laughs> Omega, <laughs> Punk,
0: and Brian, I don't want to upset those guys. Those guys are like, wow, really good. The other two, I don't care. MJF this. is better than me. And you know it. You see what I did there?
2: This is why you don't own a wrestling promotion, sir. But (laughs) you I'm pretty sure a
0: lot of people listening are going to agree with me. A lot of people.
2: Let us know in the comments down below if you're watching this (laughs) on demand. If you're watching a live one, let us know in the live chat if you agree with Romeo. But there is a lot to enjoy on the Believe in Pearl Wrestling podcast YouTube channel tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time. Myself and Rick Will be breaking down the most stupendous tonight event in WWE history, WrestleMania 38. And we will be joined by the GOAT host, the former host of Talking Smack, the former host in WWE, as well as the host of the sessions, as well as our going throw down with Misha and on Sirius XM. She is Renee Paquette. We had a great time talking about WrestleMania 38. So you can see all the fun that we had. And yes, she did challenge me in a trivia challenge and <sighs> the The Montreal screw job went the other way against the Canadian. This time, the screw job was in the <laughs> Canadian's favor. So see how it went down <laughs> with me versus Renee. But also, Not only that, we got a live edition of the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, as we're going to talk about WrestleMania Night One. Uh, And we're going to also have, of course, on Monday at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, the review of WrestleMania Night Two. So this is the big WrestleMania week. So I got to thank Josh and Romeo for joining me on this channel. Josh, let the people know where they can find you, sir.
1: So you can find me at JM 321 on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can find me on the true um, the True Hill Heat YouTube channel on the Watch Along Raider All Superstars and um AEW Dynamite um every week and on the Daily Slam YouTube channel um every Friday night doing SmackDown reviews with Romeo and Miss Christy Love.
2: And Romeo, where can they find you, sir?
1: True
0: Heel Romeo on Twitter and Instagram as Josh mentioned, all over on the True Heel Heat YouTube channel where I do the watch along or review for pretty much every show or every company what's going on WrestleMania week um, if you want to watch along with us watch along on True Heel Heat don't watch alone you don't have to do that we we do live reactions we're we're having fun we're talking with the chat the whole time it's a fun time always it's a crazy time it does usually go off the rails but whatever uh, try us out just try us out watch us once watch us once and if you don't like it once then you'll probably never like it so <laughs> just try it once is what <laughs> <I'm saying.
2: laughs> and yes romeo is going to be very busy friday we talked about it earlier we are going to have an roh super of honor watch along with special guest john Escadero of dershi radio to later today thursday That's him in the top
0: right corner by the way
2: Absolutely. Thursday later today on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel at 105 p.m. (laughs) Eastern Time. Live, it will be myself as Darby Allen teaming up with Stank, aka Jimmy MacAram to review last night's AEW Dynamite. More in depth, we talk about each segment. We give our thumbs up, thumbs down, we give our match of the night MVP, LVP. So if you want a further breakdown of AEW dynamite, that's the place to be. And also on Friday, one oh five PM Eastern Time, I will be joined by Stephanie Hypes filling in for her servant face and heels tag team partner Miss Chrissy Love and we will have special guests returning to True Hill Heat Joe Horbert of Late Night Grin so a lot of great content from over us at True Hill Heat so so much to enjoy on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast on True Hill Heat I want to thank Josh and Romeo for joining me on this edition and Rick can't come here fast enough because I can't do the ad reads as good as him but this has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast podcast like can I ask comment? one more question? <laughs> yes.
0: Who who is your pick in the custody of SB3 match that's going on in Dallas this weekend between Ricky Chino and uh Alice McCarthy? <laughs> um. <laughs>
2: I'm going with I'm going with whoever's going to be Vicky Guerrero and come in. There, there's there's a there's a there's, been, there's probably going to be a poll of who's Vicky Guerrero between Steven Jensen, Jeremy, or any of the <laughs> True Hill Heat contributors. Who's going to be Vicky Guerrero to push the ladder over and take custody of SP3 in Dallas? So enjoy all the great content from WrestleMania week. Join us tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern time, for our WrestleMania prediction show with Renee Paquette for Josh for romeo this has been the aew dynamite review true hill heat takeover on the believe in pro wrestling podcast powered by bet online
1: thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube